0: Good morning. morning. Grace and peace to you. To Thank Mike for his words at the table and Rick for the prayer. Don for the songs. You for your singing. Thank you. Okay. Over the years, and Don, I don't know how you found those thoughts in those songs. I guess the Holy Spirit... Helped you find those thoughts. People have been labeled as crazy, insane, or nuts for many things which they tried to do. Uh, Many of them which they were able to accomplish. Um, Things that presented great difficulties, involved dangers, threats to life even, things that were never before done. Things that were totally different from the mainstream. And they were often labeled as being crazy. You know the car commercial now? Up there in Martins Ferry? You can't do that. But I did. Okay. Maybe they are crazy, you know. Some sometimes people that do these things are crazy. You have to be a little bit crazy. But oftentimes they're just crazy sane. Because they know something we don't know. I got I got a few listed here. You might think of some, Christopher Columbus. I mean, uh, when he sailed off, they were probably thinking, "See you, Christopher. We'll never see you again." Going to go east or west to find the east? Yeah, sure. How about Magellan? Ferdinand, you're going to fall off the edge. You're going to go over the end. It's going to be over for you. You're crazy. The Wright brothers. That's going to fly? Yeah, sure it is. Yeah, you're going to get that off the ground. Roger Bannister. Anybody remember him? And the four minute mile. You know, at the time, scientists and the medical community believed the human body could not withstand the rigors of running a four minute mile, they thought it was impossible. The body could not stand to run that fast, the heart and lungs to work that hard. He was crazy, right? And now it's pretty much normal if you're going to be a good miler. Of course, now it's, it's not the mile anymore. What is it? Who runs? 1,500 meters? Somebody? You're, you're going to be under three minutes or 4 minutes. I'm sorry. Not 3 minutes. 3 minutes is impossible, right? <laughs> Might be. All right. And then uh who knows who knows the name of Pete Gray? Pete Gray. Nobody knows the name. No no real baseball fans here. Yeah, I know. During World War II, a lot of the major league players went into the service. Okay? Some were drafted, but some went voluntarily and you know, Thank God for them, they went. And so that kind of left the pool of baseball players kind of depleted, okay? Well, there was a fellow named Pete Gray, and he wanted to play ball at that time. Pete Gray had one arm. Don't you know the story? And he made it to the major leagues. One arm. Played the outfield. Did pretty good for a couple of years. But you know, when he was coming up and they're saying, Pete, how on earth are you gonna play baseball? You're crazy. You're nuts, it'll never work. But he did. He did. You can go home and Google Pete Gray. And other, you know, the invasion of Normandy. Unbelievable. I, this, this ain't going to work. I have something in my files that Eisenhower wrote before that happened. And he was saying, if this doesn't work, it's my fault. He took full responsibility because he knew it was a gamble. It was crazy. It was crazy. But thanks to God, it did. Man on the moon, we can go on and on and on. People are crazy, you can't do that. But it was done. I say all that to say this over the years, people have believed in God and lived their life based on that belief, have been labeled crazy by the world, haven't they? You're nuts, you're weird, you're stupid. You get made fun of and ridiculed for your beliefs and the way you live. And lately, it's even become more harsh in places. You're called bigoted, all right? Uncaring, even evil. <coughs> You're going to get rid of these Christians. They're just terrible. They're, they just hate people. It's out there. So we asked the question are you crazy enough to be a Christian? Are you? We're going to look, first of all, at this legacy of being labeled as crazy. It's in the scriptures, and we're going to start in the New Testament here with Luke chapter 7. John the Baptist. We, you might even think about John the Baptist as being crazy, you know? Luke 7.31, to what then should I compare the men of this generation and what are they like? This is Jesus talking. They are like children who sit in the marketplace and call to one another and say, we played the flute for you and you do not dance, we sang a dirge and you do not weep. You know, that's, that's the world and that's people today, you know. They just want you to do whatever they want, they want you to do. You know, they think you should do whatever they think is right. For John the Baptist has come eating no bread and drinking no wine, and you say, he has a demon. He's crazy. And like we say, you know, he was out there in the desert for, we don't know how many years God was preparing him for this task of introducing the Messiah and this call to repentance. Wearing the camel's hair, eating the locusts and wild honey. You know, I would tend to think that guy's kind of crazy, you know? separated from people, living all by himself out there in the wilderness. But the thing is, he was doing exactly what God wanted him to do, wasn't he? I'm getting you ready for this mission, for this message that you've got to bring to prepare the way of the Lord. And he didn't care what they called him. He didn't care. Verse 34, the Son of Man has come eating and drinking. You say, behold, a gluttonous man and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners, yet wisdom is vindicated by all her children. So there, you know, John's living this kind of, what we would say, an ascetic life. He's all away out here getting close to God, if you will, and that's indeed what he was doing, getting the message from God and preparing himself. You know, isn't that a good thing? But they said, you got a demon. And then Jesus comes, and he's friends with sinners, and he's, he's among the people and trying to teach them and, and show them the way of, way of the Lord and the kingdom. And what do they say? Ah, he's just a drunkard. You know, he's just a party boy. You, you can't please the world, you see. You can't please the world. And we're going to end up with our final thoughts about that today. Let's turn to John 8. Jesus got some of the same, more of the same. Here uh, he's talking with some of the Jews, and he just said, you know, uh, you're not listening to me, you're of your, you are of your father the devil. He was a murderer from the beginning, and they're not liking to hear this. So what do they say in John 8, 48? The Jews answered and said to him, do, you, do we not say rightly that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? There's their word again, an evil spirit. An unclean spirit? Jesus answered, I do not have a demon, but I honor my father, and you dishonor me. Jesus was just doing his father's will, teaching them the truth. And this is always an easy and defensive response of people that don't want to hear a message or don't want to hear something. You're nuts. You're crazy. That's not true. It's just... That way. It's a normal response by someone with whom, you know, that disagrees with you. You're where? You're losing it, right? Ever hear that one? You're losing it. You're off the edge. Let's go to Mark 3. 20. He came home, meaning Jesus... The crowd gathered again to such an extent that they could not even eat a meal. All right, so he's in a house here. This uh, NAS says home. I think some places say a house or a residence. But there's all these people crowded around. They want to hear what he's saying, what he's teaching. And he's not worrying about eating the meal. You know, he just, he wants, Are these people are here. They're in need. We're going to take care of that. We're going to teach them. It says, when his own people heard of this, they went out to take custody of him, for they were saying, he has lost his senses. And then the scribes came down from Jerusalem and were saying, he is possessed by Beelzebub, and he casts out demons by the ruler of the demons. Jesus is doing things quite differently. He's putting the kingdom first. And people don't understand it. They won't accept it, and so what? He's got a demon. He's out of his mind. He's lost his senses. This is not the way you live life, according to them. But Jesus came to show us how to live life, didn't he? The real life of the person of God. is. Dawn has that final song for us, The Abundant Life. The life that's true to God. Jesus is just being the Son of God and showing us the ways of God. In the world, you're out of your mind. And let's go to Acts 26. Paul. Paul here has been arrested was arrested in the temple and he's gone through the whole thing with the governors there and he's now before uh, Festus and Festus has called in Agrippa to hear Paul's defense, if you will, at this point. And so they're both there listening to what Paul has to say and he's talking about, well, let's see, verse 22 in Acts 26. So Paul says, having obtained help from God I stand to this day testifying both to small and great Stating nothing but what the prophets and Moses said was going to take place. It was all in the book, in other words. it's all prophesied. That the Christ was to suffer. And that by reason of his resurrection from the dead, he would be the first to proclaim light both to the Jewish people and to the Gentiles. Okay? That's Paul saying that's all this is all about. Now, I believe this. The Lord appeared to me on the road. Uh, Jesus died for our sins. He was resurrected from the dead. While Paul was, trying, was saying this in his defense, Festus said in a loud voice, Paul, you're out of your mind. Your great learning is driving you mad. You see, Paul, through the word of God, through the gospel, was getting to Festus and he was getting to Agrippa. And so often that people just throw up their defenses. It's something new. It's something different. It's something that challenges them. It's something that they have to make a decision about. It's something that convicts them of sin. They have to do something differently. And the first thing most people do is throw up their defenses. I don't want to hear this. And so this is Festus' defense Paul, you're nuts. You're crazy. You, you, you're just in these books too much. You know, you, you know too much, Paul. And Paul said, I'm not out of my mind, most excellent Festus, but I utter words of sober truth. For the king, now, he, now he's turning kind of to Agrippa, knows about these matters, and I speak to him also with confidence, since I am persuaded that none of these things escape his notice, for this was not, has not been done in a corner. Well, you know, Paul's the one here in chains. I love this. Paul's not afraid. Paul doesn't care that they labeling crazy or out of his mind. He has an opportunity before a governor and before a king, and Jesus had told him that he was going to take his message before those types of people, didn't he? And here he is. So he turns, kind of turning to Agrippa, he says, "King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets?" You know, Agrippa's there the one that's supposed to be judging Paul, right? But here's Paul challenging Agrippa, sitting there on his chair or his throne or whatever he's on. And then he says, I know that you do. He's probably surmising that because Agrippa was a Jew, okay? At least he gave allegiance to the prophets. Agrippa replied to Paul, In a short time you will persuade me to become a Christian. The various translations there have that all a little bit differently, but that's the idea. You're trying to persuade me, and you're you're going to do it here in a little bit. Paul said, I would wish to God that whether in a short or long time not only you, but also all who hear me this day might become such as I am except for these chains. Paul, you're crazy. No, I'm not. This is the truth. It's the world's view and the Christian view. And they always clash. They always clash. We are not going to be pleasing to the world, and we are not supposed to be pleasing to the world. We are supposed to be pleasing to Christ Jesus. Right? He's our Savior, our God, our Lord, our King, our Friend, our Shepherd. We're to be pleasing to Him all the time. Not always easy, but that's what we strive for. All right, just real quickly here, some beliefs that will get you labeled crazy. You know these, most of them. There is a God. A lot of people today, ah, no, 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 there's no God. Or this one is even where there is one God. There is one God, and he's the God of the Bible. Well, a lot of people rankle at that today. No, 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 just pick your own God. You know, when you say there's only one God, you offend a lot of people. Hello? Jesus said, blessed is he who is not offended by me. We don't go around on purpose offending people. We don't do that. But if we speak the truth, and it offends people, then so be it. That's what Jesus did all. That's what Paul was doing there. Just telling you the truth. The Bible is the Word of God. It's true, it's inspired, and it's just as powerful and effective and good for us today as it was 1,500 years ago, when it's writings. Some people say, "No, no, no! It's a legend. It's a myth. It's outdated. We don't need it anymore." Are you crazy enough to still believe the Bible? And stand up for it? And say, I'm I'm ordering my life by this word. Oh, you're nuts. Maybe I am. Maybe I am. We've got to be willing to take some of that, you know? We've got to have that, as we say, the thick skin. Not worry about the words. Not worry about the words. God created God created all we see and all we don't see. Oh, wait a minute. No, we just, it just happened. Spontaneous generation brought life. We evolved. Man and woman, God created. That's God's design. Oh, boy, that'll get you in trouble today, won't it? Man and woman is a marriage. Well, you know, what about, what about these two? And what about these? Well, I'm sorry. That's what the book said. That's what Jesus said. Are you ready for that? Sin is mankind's problem. Oh, this is a wild one. We're working it out. Someday, you know, over the generation, we're going to be all right. Man is basically good. No, we have a sin problem. It's called selfishness. It's called rebellion. It's called, I want to do what I want to do. Noah, did Noah really build an ark? <laughs> sure, right. Jacob, Moses, all those stories. Did David really kill a giant? Yeah. And then, of course, we bring us to Jesus. Jesus. Was he crucified? Was he resurrected? Are you putting all your hope and trust in him? Really? Truly? Daily? He's coming back. We sang that in the song. You believe that? He's coming back. There's a judgment day coming. Are you really getting ready for it? Are you telling other people they need to get ready for it? Are you afraid to say that? Some of the beliefs. The way of life that can get you labeled crazy. I go to church. Oh, really? Okay. I give money to the Lord. You mean you just give money? Yeah, sure. I don't get drunk. I don't do drugs. I don't view porn. What do you do? Don't you have any fun? You're crazy. I don't use profanity or vulgarities. I love my spouse. I say